Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who move through life with values that are based on respect, empathy, equity, and responsibility. People who have a love of people for the land, the trees, and the ocean. And as we move into 2022, I think we're all pretty aware that there are many climate challenges out there in our world. Well, luckily, there's a growing movement towards sustainability as a priority for people to live more sustainable lives. In fact, I predict in the future, there's going to be a positive impact on these climate issues overall, and there's going to be an improved impact on the environment and the people who love to travel. Well, I'm excited to continue the Speaking of Travel and Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford, the host of the Amazon Prime TV series, as we move into the new year. In 2022, Ricky is going to continue to keep us highlighted to the importance of conservation, sustainable travel, and ecotourism. Both of us are passionate about the health of our planet, and I think together and with guests from around the world, we'll learn more about solutions through environmental stewardship. And Ricky, it is so great to have you back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Marilyn. Uh, It's great to be back, and I'm looking forward, really looking forward to this year and, and both of us having this platform to chat on a regular basis. I agree. I'm excited. And just being able to get off to a start of 
bringing this to more of a, a mainstream audience, letting people start to get educated. And, you know, really, the show is about travel. And that's what I love to do. And that's what you love to do. And you just got back from a big trip. And I can't wait to talk to you more about it. Tell us where you went. I did just get back from a big trip. And it is the first international trip I've taken um, since COVID started. I've done a few domestic trips, but this was this was the first international trip. And where did I go? I went home. <laughs> I went to Scotland and, and I'll give you a little um I'll give you a little insight into what I did uh, when I went by. It was so exciting because I, for some reason, I get homesick when I know I'm going home. I don't usually get homesick until a few weeks before. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going. And not being able to go for the last couple of years had made me even more homesick. So I was so excited uh, to get home. And, and yes, I went to Scotland. I, I did a lot of fun stuff. But before I tell you what I did, I, I think I want to make some points on what to do now when you're traveling internationally. So some things that I learned by doing it. Um, and I think I'll give some advice on how to handle it. Um, domestic, you know, that is what it is, but international is a little bit different. So I think that the first thing is planning ahead, like all the planning you can do. If you think you planned for a trip before, you need to put that on steroids and plan, plan, plan. Give yourself more time than ever. Um, to get to the airports or, or where you need to be. Um, and just, I can't emphasize enough having plan Bs and, and taking lots of time. The other thing I would tell everybody is just be patient. Like, be patient. The people you're dealing with, even if there's delays and there's issues and there's problems, um, the people that are they're working for all these companies in the travel sector, whether it's airline, whether it's just your Uber driver getting you to the airport, or whether it's any kind of service industry, industry people related and where you eat or, or where you're hanging out, just be patient because they're dealing with it the same as you are. Um, and, you know, the, they're having to deal with the public on a regular basis and not everybody's nice. Um, and for the most part, everybody I... I interacted with were fantastic and just, again, be, be patient. Um, I, I think you also have to incur additional costs when you're making your budget to travel. Um, I had to test before I left because I had to test um, negative to uh, get onto the flight. And, and that cost me. That was something that, that it was very difficult to arrange a, a test within the 24-hour time period because it was so busy and they were having issues. So I had to actually pay for it. So it was an additional cost there. I had to test when I landed in the UK. Several countries will ask you to take a test within 48 hours of landing. And typically you have to pay for that. And then I had to test before I came home. Um, you know, so just make sure that you're incurring some of that cost when you're budgeting for travel because it can add up a little bit. So just, just, just that, a little reminder there. Um, what else would I, would I say? Um, yes, so planning, you know, again, because of COVID, when you're planning your packaging, your luggage, carry a, do a carry-on bag that has all your essentials in it. Because due to COVID, a lot of, again, the baggage handlers and the industry folk who are getting COVID can't go back to work. Like, so there's a shortage of, let's say, baggage handlers um, because they have to quarantine for a certain amount of time. So bags are getting lost or bags are getting left behind. And 
they're eventually getting to the people that needed them or the people who owned them. But it's just smart to have everything in one bag that you can carry on, that if you had to go a few days without your actual baggage, then have everything you need in that bag. Um, and again, patience, patience, patience. Just be nice. Be nice to everyone. So that, that's kind of a little rundown of some of the things I would suggest that you do now when you're traveling internationally. And it, I believe it's just going to be a fact of life now. Just like the TSA was introduced after 9-11, um, uh, heavy security, I think that's just something we have to live with now when we travel. Well, Ricky, when you mentioned all the different segments of the travel industry all wrapped up into your trip, you know, you're yeah. making all these plans and you've got lots of people that you're interacting with. Give us an idea of what it was like at the airport. Did you find that there were concessions open? Did you find that there were uh, places still that you could sit down and have a meal or have a drink? Yeah, most certainly there was that. Some of, some, not all of them were open, but definitely some were still open. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't a problem at all. Um, I do... Typically, when I travel, because I have a little bit of status just traveling so much, I, I do have access to a lot of the lounges. Um, and it was different in the lounges because normally you can go up and help yourself and make yourself all kind of plates that are kind of buffet style. But there now it was sit down in a specific seat. There's a, a QR code. You get the menu, you make an order, and they bring it over to you. So there's not a lot of interacting with other people around the buffet style kind of meal, which is smart. Um, but yes, there was definitely, everything was open. Of course, duty-free was still open. That's never going to close. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much everything was still open. And give us an idea. You talked about getting to the um, airport early. Give us an idea of how early you think that is. You know, two hours was always kind of the thing. Is it more than yeah. that? I, so me personally, I always, two hours with the thing, I go three hours, right? Because I, I would rather be stuck in an airport doing um, doing work if I have to, then something happens between the home and getting to the airport, and now I'm panicked about making my trip. Because a lot of the trips I make, there are these layovers to the other side of the country, and if you miss that, you got another 24 hours before that flight goes again. So I, I am of the, I'm from the old school of get there early, early, early. And now I actually got to the airport about three and a half hours before. Um, and I had a little bit of issue there, too, because going from Virginia, we got a huge snowstorm the day I was supposed to fly out. And I actually had to make my way outside down the street a little where the street had actually been, um, you know, the, the plow had come through and cleared it out so I could get an SUV Uber so I could actually get to the airport, which, of course, is not the most equal way to travel. Um, but it's it what I had to do to get there. Well, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And it's, you know, I, I look at what you had, and I really appreciate you talking about the planning and the planning and the planning, because one thing we've talked about for almost two years now is that everything is changing all the time. So yeah. there's really no guarantee. And, you know, what a great segue, this big storm coming into DC and all the storms that are happening, there's been a lot of closures and cancellations. And, you know, there's, there's definitely something about air travel, especially internationally, that we need to talk about. So when we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit more about that, Ricky, and, and what this experience was like for you, especially when you uh, landed in another country right now. I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel and the Leave No Trace series. I'm here with Ricky Crawford, the host of Amazon Prime's TV series. And when you're thinking about planning a trip internationally, uh, you need to pay attention because here's somebody who's literally just returned. I'm surprised he's not taking a nap, but he might be doing that in between the break. So stay tuned. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And I have been so excited to hear from Ricky Crawford, the uh, host of Amazon Prime's TV series, Leave No Trace, working with us on this incredible series that we're doing for 2022 and talking about this big international trip that you literally just got back from, right? I did last night. I got back. So let's talk about, um, I'm intrigued and and I'll tell you why, because you know, I had a big international trip planned. It was planned and planned and planned, and it ended up not being able to happen for me. So whenever I hear of somebody who made it, it's almost like making it through another dimension with everything that you have to go through. Give us an idea, like paint a picture for us, Ricky, of what it was like really from the time you got to the airport to the time you landed in Scotland. Yeah, so, you know, getting to the airport, uh, going up to check in at the desk in itself required a little bit of um, pre-planning. Um, I, In order to fly British Airways, I had to fill out a location form of where I was landing in Scotland and make sure they could get a hold of me. Had to provide my vaccine card, show that. Had to provide my negative test for COVID. So all of that has to be done before you even start to really do the regular check-in process. Um, and then again, as I mentioned, checking in, heading down to your gate or, you know, heading down to, to the lounge or wherever you're going. Some places were closed. Some places were open. It was, there was a very eerie sense of it not being as busy as it usually is. You could just tell that not as many people are traveling, which makes sense. Um, and then getting on the flight, wearing a mask for seven hours. It's just, you know, I, I don't have to wear a mask um, for long periods of time during the day because I'm pretty much doing what a lot of what I'm doing is from home and, and virtual at this point. And obviously there are people out there in professions that have to work 12, 14, 16 hours a day. And I, I my heart goes out to them because it, it's it's uncomfortable, right? I mean, it, it saves lives, but it's uncomfortable. And I actually found, believe it or not, that the, the un, it was uncomfortable just trying to breathe, but behind my ears where those little elastic bits go, that's where it started to get a little raw. And of course, I had on the headphones when I was watching the entertainment on the flight. And I had my glasses up on my ears too. So it just started to get really raw behind my ears. 
Um, but I did, the, the lady, when I, there was one lady when I was getting off the plane, gave me a little advice. She said, you can take, she had a little Kirby grip or something, and she would put the elastic all the way behind her head and just join it behind her head, the two little pieces, instead of putting it behind her ears. And that, you know, stopped you getting raw behind the ears. So that was a nice little tip that I, that I enjoyed getting on the way over there, which I used on the way back. So once you got on the plane, were there delays? Did you find that there were uh, issues with uh, people being rowdy? I mean, what was it like? Uh, to be honest, not on my flight. Um, everybody, you know, an international flight, everybody kind of buckled in, did what they were supposed to do. Um, and I, I didn't see any real uh, negative attitudes towards wearing a mask. I think at this point, most people who are traveling, especially international, realize like, hey, just buckle down, wear a mask. It is what it is. It's uncomfortable, but that's part of life now. Did you fly to the UK and then fly to Glasgow? To Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I flew, I flew into London Heathrow um, from Washington, D.C., and then London Heathrow, I fly up to Glasgow, which was within the United Kingdom, so that, that's a domestic flight. Um, and it doesn't take very long. But yeah, London Heathrow, one of the biggest and busiest airports in the world. You know, I, again, just from what I saw, everybody wore a mask and everybody took the precautions that are that are set out there. Well, that's good to know. So I want to get a visual of what it was like when you saw your family for the first time in such a long time. It, it was exciting. Uh, my 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 mom, I, I you know, she was really excited to have me home. I have three sisters there also who were all very very excited, and uh, yeah, it was just good to to be able to hug. We we're all vaccinated. We're all boosted. Um, and we were all testing negative before I got over there. So it was good just to be able to go over there and give them a big hug. That's so <laughs> wonderful. And, you know, you've talked to us before about your home in Paisley, just near the yeah. airport there. So yeah. what was it like? Was it cold when you got there? Was it chilly? Uh, it was a little chilly. Um, and in actual fact, um, I took my mom to, we, we did a little road trip. We did a little two-day trip to the Isle of Mull which is in the Inner Hebrides. Now, I did a show, I did one of the episodes in the Outer Hebrides and Harris uh, and Lewis, the islands of Harris and Lewis. But this is an island on the Inner Hebrides called Mull, um, where you drive to a little fishing town called Oban, take the ferry over to Mull. Um, It's a very, very sparsely populated island, and it has this little town called Tobermory. The listeners should look it up. And what it is, I'll paint a picture for it, but when you see it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a small little harbor town right on the water, and all of the little harbor houses are different colors. So it's like a picture postcard. Now, in getting there, I had to drive through a snowstorm to get there, believe it or not. Um, we were leaving at 6.30 in the morning. Um, at 6.20, it started snowing, and I looked down. I thought, ah, it won't lie. It's, it's good. Next thing I know, I'm having to scrape the car off just to take off. So I, I did have to drive through a snowstorm to get there and then get to the ferry, and then get off the ferry and get to the little remote town. But well worth the travel. And we had a blast and did a bunch of hiking. Um, you know, it's a beautiful, like anywhere else in Scotland, geograph- geographically, it's just beautiful. So, And tell us again what that's called, Ricky. It's called Mull, the Isle of Mull. Oh. And what was that little town there that had all the little houses? Tober- Tobermory. Tobermory. And how do you spell that? Do you, what is it? T-O-B. Yeah, T-O-B-E-R-M-O-R-Y, Tobermory. 
I think that's how you spell it. There might be two R's in there somewhere. My spelling's not the best. That's but, fine. But look it up. Well, it's it sounds so, so Scottish. <laughs> Tobermory. Yeah, yeah. Tobermory. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad. And, you know, how ironic that you left in a snowstorm and here you are having a little vacation and, uh, within a vacation. And, and my, my, mom had ne- uh, my mom had never been to Mull, so that was really exciting for her. And we actually, there's a little island, again, on the other side of Mull called Iona. And Iona uh, was where St. Columba came from Ireland and started uh, his, his um, campaign to introduce Christianity to Scotland. Um, so we went over there and saw his abbey and saw the old nunnery and all that stuff. So that, again, that's an even smaller island. That's probably got about 145 people that live on it. Um, and it's, uh, again, another tiny little ferry ride. So my mom had never been to these places, so that ticked her bucket list. And then on the way back, on the, the trip back, you actually come through Loch Lomond, which is on the west side of Scotland, not too far outside of Paisley. And we stopped at a place. The listeners need to look this up too if they ever go to Scotland, called the Drovers Inn. It's been a it's been a, a hotel bar, a tavern basically since 1705. 1705. And the place, it's an old, old building. You drive by it on the side of Loch Lomond. It, you know, it's still old. It's still all wooden. The bar has a big fireplace. It's just so cool. And my mom had never been in there either. So we were taking all kinds of stuff on off the bucket list. And I highly, highly recommend that if everybody goes to Scotland, go to the Drovers and D-R-O-B-E-R-S. Well, that is amazing to have a, kind of a staycation in your own backyard, if you will, while you're exactly. on vacation. And, you know, one one thing that will stick with me and I want to talk about more when we come back to is well worth it. You said that a couple of times, the, yeah. uh, you know, the challenges and the, uh, all of these protocols and rules and regulations that you had to go through and having to get off your road that was icy to even get to the road, that it was well worth it. And when we come back, let's, let's talk about travel in this new year, Ricky, and, and how it is going to be well worth it for us to look at the adventures that are out there and the opportunities that are out there for us to, uh, to go travel again. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Richard Crawford, the host of the Amazon Prime TV series, Leave No Trace. And together we're, we're, we're having a conversation to bring to the forefront what travel is today and what we can expect when we move into the future. So stay tuned for more. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. 
In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Richard Crawford, host of the Amazon Prime TV series, Leave No Trace. And Ricky just returned from Scotland. And I have to tell you, all of this adventure that you had right there in your own home is very exciting. And I know that you probably had your eye open on what was happening around sustainability and and the footprint that is being uh, created there in Scotland. Ricky, give us some idea of what it was like and what you were seeing. Yeah, for sure. So I, I always, I'm always very proud of Scotland for, for many reasons, but one of the major reasons is that they are on the forefront of sustainability and, and reducing carbon footprint and net zero. They're, they're always at the forefront. In fact, COP26, which is the huge United Nations um, get-together, was there in Glasgow this year. But there were two things that were brought to my attention um, that were really interesting to me. Um, and one of them, while I was there, and one of them is there's a, there's a grocery store there called, oh, what's the name of it? I, I forget the name of it. It'll come back to me in a little bit. But what they are starting to do now is they are taking the sell-by date off of milk. Apparently, apparently milk is one of the most um, dumped-up products um, in Scotland, right? So people are throwing it away. It's one of the most thrown-away food products in Scotland. And it's not necessarily off. It's not necessarily done. But because it's beyond the sell-by date, people are throwing it out. So they're actually saying, let's just do the smell test. We're going to sell you the milk, take it home. If if you smell it, we're happy to replace it if you bring it back. But outside of that, if it's good, drink it. Like it doesn't matter that there's a sell-by date on it. And they gave they gave some facts and figures, which I, I'm sure I could look up, or the listeners could look it up if they wanted to. And it was crazy the amount of milk that was wasted, the food waste. Um, and all of the resources and all of the carbon footprint that goes behind producing that milk um, by re- by reducing the waste, it reduces the process also uh, and, and all the energy created to, to produce it. So that was really interesting and I thought really neat. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if people we'll see if people embrace it. I hope they do. Um, and the other thing that I, I found out was that in the world of EVs or electrical vehicles, Scotland again is at the forefront of that. Anybody who buys an electric vehicle in Scotland will be will be able to charge the car for free until 2024. So, you know, you buy it now, you got a couple of years of free uh, energy, basically. Not free to purchase it. It's not free from a, from a point of view of producing it. But also any, Scots, uh, any Scottish people who buy an electric vehicle will be able to charge it for free until 2024. So I thought that was a nice little incentive to kind of start to make the switch over. And many countries have committed to deadlines of like 2030 where there'll be no more unless it's grandfathered in, you won't really be able to buy a combustible engine car anymore. So I thought that was really cool. I was very proud, very proud of it. I love that. And it's so important. Just these small changes, small solutions can make such a big difference. And, you know, I'm sure there was a time before they had those dates on the milk that that is that smell test was exactly what it was. Right, exactly. And people were just throwing it away because it was all by itself by it. Well, smell it first, you know, and if it's bad, then throw it away. And if it's not, use it. Well, I wanna I wanna kind of talk a little bit about um about the Leave No Trace TV series too, Ricky, because you know, these are the kind of things that you look for when you traveled 
for season one and uh, the destinations where you were traveling had uh, solutions. They were doing things that were actually making change happen. And we talked uh, last time about your season two and how do you, how does it look now that you traveled internationally in thinking forward to 2022 and your travel uh, in the future for the show? Yeah, well, the good thing is traveling this time, I realized that, that, that we can travel. Um, you know, we can, even, even though Omicron has devastated again um, everybody's ability to, to get out and get about, it, you can do it. If you take the precautions, it is, it is available, which is exciting for me because we, we had scheduled all of this to be shot last fall and we couldn't do it. And then we rescheduled it all to the, the spring, early summer this year. And it looks like it might be able to happen. So personally, that is exciting for me. And I'm sure for everybody who's who's been at home for a couple of years who do love to travel, there's just a little bit of glimmer of hope that, that they can actually get out and go somewhere. Well, that's certainly where we're we're putting all of our energy right now is to keep up to date on what we need to know and uh, you know, be patient. And, and I think it's important too, and I've heard this from a lot of people that moving into 2022 and moving into the way that we do travel, because you were even saying it's different. It's not going to be the same as it was before. We're going to need to know what we're going to need to know. And with that said, I want to talk a little bit about some, uh, you know, the dialogue now, as far as, uh, uh, sustainable travel, ecotourism, uh, you know, leave no trace. These are not, uh, you know, it's not like they're new, but they are becoming a little newer uh, to the mainstream. And I want to talk a little bit about some of these words and what they mean. Like, uh, you know, you were talking about the electric car and renewable energy. Like, what right. is that? What is renewable energy? Well, renewable energy is an energy source um, that is renewable in its absolute form, you know. Um, so, for example, some examples of renewable energy are wind turbines. Um, you know, wind is produced without having to dig up fossil fuels or without having to... Wind just happens. There's nothing that man does to affect wind. So all we're doing is harnessing and capturing that energy and transforming it into the electricity that we need to operate on an everyday life. Um, there's also, you know, there's wave energy, the energy that's created by waves going up and down. We've, we've invented these machines that go up and down the waves and, and cause energy to be produced. Um, so stuff like that is renewable. Uh, solar energy, you know, the sun shines every day and cloudy or not, it still shines. In some, some parts of the world, it's a little easier to use solar than others. Um, but again, this is this is energy that we do not have to have any um, carbon footprint to produce, so to speak. Well, carbon footprint, there's another one. You know, we hear these words, but do we really know what that means? So what does that mean? So carbon footprint is, is something that, that happens in your, just by breathing, just at your everyday life, just simple things like breathing. We, we breathe all this carbon, we produce all this carbon in our everyday lives that goes up into the atmosphere um, to a point that it's detrimental. Um, and we have to figure out how to reduce those carbon emissions into the atmosphere. Um, and that's what, when we talk about carbon footprint, each person, you can calculate each year. I think there's actually some websites out there. If you just Google, you know, calculate your carbon footprint, 
Um, it'll ask you a few questions and it'll tell you what your carbon footprint is uh, in general for, for each person, each individual, and then tell you a couple of things that you can actually do to reduce that carbon footprint. Now, I'll give you an example just from the latest travel that I had. Um, you know, instead of taking my, you know, all of my deodorant or all of my soap and all of my shampoo and all my lotion and all of my hair gel, I put it in little smaller jars that I have that I always refill when I travel. And that does does two things. It means you're not constantly buying new plastic containers for new product when you've already got it at home. And the other thing, which sounds minor, but everybody does it, it makes a difference, is that the weight is less. So everybody traveling with just a little, I know it's fractional, I know it's fractional. But again, reiterating that one statement that we always have, that it's not, it's not, we don't want a few people to be perfect at carbon footprint. We want millions of people to be imperfect at it. Well, that is so important. And, you know, again, a very common theme that we hear more and more is that sometimes we just take one or two little baby steps, but we're all doing it together. And that right. is what is going to make the biggest impact. Well, Ricky, when we come back from the break, I want to I want to talk about uh, the future. And what we see as we're moving forward, it's important, I think, to recognize that we can't really look in the past right now. What we did before uh, this pandemic, as far as travel, is just uh, it's just different and how we can find ways, like you were saying, little steps that we can take to start to make a difference. Sounds good. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Ricky Crawford, Leave No Trace TV series, talking about travel and renewable energy and dialogues and just having a conversation that is going to be important as we move into the future. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm actually sharing my hosting today with Richard Crawford host of the Amazon Prime TV series, Leave No Trace. And Ricky, I'll tell you, this uh, trip back to Scotland, seeing your family, having such a big adventure, and and being able to, to affirm that it, all that you went through was well worth it is so great. I'm excited for you. 
Yeah, it was it was exciting. I have to say, I'll, I'll tell you what, now I'm having fun. I can't believe we're on the fourth segment already. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with this. The time is just flying by. I know, and we're really able to, I think, bring to my audience and your audience and the people out there some travel tips and some solutions and some awareness to what's happening today. I, I think it's so important for people to remain current on even if you're not planning a trip until September, just yeah. being able to focus on all of that. You are planning a trip in September. Plan it now. Well, right? there you like go. Before, plan, plan, plan. You can, I can you never plan too early now for trips. Absolutely. And keeping on top of all of it so that you know what's yeah, going exactly. on. I know. And, and I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you something I forgot to touch on earlier and, and about planning your trip. Have a plan B for coming back. Because as long as the U.S. are requiring you to test negative to get back in, what if you don't test negative, you test positive? What, what do you do, right? You, you don't want to think about that. You don't want to start thinking about that the day that you're ready to come back. You may just may, and I think I should have mentioned it before because it is quite important, just have a plan of action just in case, a plan B. So important. Uh, you know, years ago, we, we just did a plan. Yeah. There was no plan A, no plan B. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you, Ricky, and how to watch Leave No Trace and and you know, there's just this excitement that in this new year there's going to be more and more uh getting out and and bringing us these incredible destinations and finding out about more and more of the world. What do you what do you see happening as we move forward here? From our perspective, we're very excited because there's some really neat destinations that we're going to this year. And I think I mentioned several of them before, but just a little recap. Uh, Costa Rica, which is going to be great. Uh, we had a guest on a few months ago and Glenn was fantastic. And I actually just connected with him uh, yesterday again. And he's like, when are you coming down? We're like, April, we're, we're ready to go. So we're we're excited about that. Um, and on a more slightly domestic side, Canada, which is, I would say, is slightly domestic. Um, we're going up to, to northern Canada, which is exciting. Um, Norway will be exciting also. I've, I've never actually uh, spent a lot of time in Norway, so that is going to be fun. And then, of course, in June, I think the big one for me this year is Mongolia. Um, and, and going there and, and again, never been to Mongolia, what it has to offer seems incredible. And I, I can't wait there and wait, wait to go there and, and tell the story. Well, it's going to be amazing. And just knowing that you're out there telling these stories is very exciting. And I want you to share with us the big news that's coming up because that's, uh, you know, very exciting. And I, I'm just absolutely thrilled and I want to make sure people know what's happening. Yeah, so the show originally aired on um, Amazon Prime, which which was fantastic. You know, hundreds of thousands of people around the world got to got to watch the show, but we just got picked up by Apple, and that is so exciting because talk about big audience, right? And it should air. I don't think it's airing yet. I think it airs perhaps towards the end of this month, maybe even into February. But Apple has a station called Earth X TV. Um, so that's Earth X TV on the Apple platform. Um, and ultimately, we're excited about it because the whole platform is about sustainability and ecotourism and 
reducing carbon footprint, and all of the programming on there is within that genre. So we're part of that bigger programming, and we're really, really, really excited. And we we don't I don't have an air date yet, but as soon as we do, obviously we'll we'll get the information out. Whether it's the next podcast, we'll definitely get the information out to all the listeners. Well, I want to remind everybody that they can visit speakingoftravel.net and there's a drop-down menu that is for the Speaking of Travel and Leave No Trace series. So it's a simple click if you want to hear the past episodes, which I highly recommend because, Ricky, you are always offering us tips and and ways that we can find uh, solutions in our own everyday life and bringing these incredible guests to the show from around the world who share with us uh, what's going on all, all over the globe. So m- right now, how can people get in touch with you and and find out more information? Well, you can go to leadnotrace.tv. Remember, it's .tv and not .com. Uh, they can see our Instagram account at Leave No Trace TV and our Facebook account at Leave No Trace TV. And yeah, I, I encourage people to, to put messages on there. Maybe maybe go on there and um, ask a couple of questions that we can answer in the next podcast. That would be great. Also, I highly encourage that. Oh, that would be great. I think that people are asking questions. People want to know what's happening. Uh, you know, the people that I'm talking to week after week are sharing what's happening in their destinations. They're talking about ways that they are becoming more sustainable. This is, uh, it's not something new. Everything old is new again. And certainly all we have to do is look around and see that there there are areas that have challenges in our world right now. And we really need to pay attention and make some changes ourselves moving forward, even if it's just throwing out the milk when it's stinky. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, Ricky, give us, I, I just have to know, aside from being with your family, which I know after so many years was just amazingly fun and happy, what is one uh, takeaway memory that you had of this trip to Scotland? Oh, I, I know it right off the top of my head. So I, I went to Glencoe. Um, on the first, second day that I was there, I just got in the car, put on my backpack and headed to Glencoe, which is one of the most beautiful and dramatic settings in Scotland you would ever see. Um, it was, you know, it wasn't very busy. It's not the time of year that a lot of mountain climbers or hill walkers are out there. And I had the whole mountain to myself, basically. And about an hour up the mountain, um, you know, across the river, I climbed up the mountain. I hear, I heard a noise behind me and I turn around and there was deer on the mountainside. Now, seeing, I, I see a lot of deer in the United States, especially in the Virginia area. Seeing deer in Scotland is, is not very typical. They're there. There's millions out there, but you don't encounter them because they're very elusive. So literally within about 50 yards of me on the side of the mountain were these beautiful, beautiful deer. And I got closer and closer, close enough to take a half-decent picture that I could zoom in a little bit. It was still a little pixelated, but just that moment on the mountain, the, the, I made a noise and the deer stopped and looked right at me, stared right at me, and I stared right back. And just for five seconds, I was like, oh, this is what this is what life is all about. So that's the that was easy to answer that question. 
Well, what a magical moment. And, you know, when I think of Scotland, I always think of this enchanting, magical place. And you just summed it up right there. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. And and just thinking about all of the, the magic moments that you've had uh, in season one with all the travels that you did. I know that there were special moments at every turn and that you yeah. have to look forward to as you move into this new year. So Ricky, I'm excited. We could, we could go on and on and on. And I just look forward to having you back next month so we can, uh, so we can catch up. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now. Well, Ricky, thank you again for all your support and all that you do. Um, really hoping that this is going to be your best year yet. Well, I know a lot of people who have told me that they started setting intentions this year versus resolutions. So instead of setting themselves up for a crappy year filled with broken promises, they're really setting their year on intentions instead. So resolutions just never seem to end up very well. We give them our best shot, but they just never seem to cross the finish line to make them work out very well. An intention, on the other hand, is about goal setting and a true mind shift to achieve. And considering we've had a pretty epic few years, this is really a great time to be more intentional about what you really desire and begin the journey to seeing it to fruition. So as we move into the new year, begin to really focus on what it is that you want out of life and then get going, getting really, really specific on what your goals are and how you're going to go about pursuing them will really help you stay on track when there are so many distractions and they're going to help you stay solid until that goal is achieved. So focus on the positive and consider what you have. And don't be so strict on yourself for what you're lacking why not adapt to what you can control, what you have some control over? Think of it this way. You want to be in the moment and not worry so much about the past or the future. As Ram Dass said, be here now. Make a list of your intentions and do something every day to show you're committed. Stay centered and grounded. It's really time to create our intentions for the new year so we and the whole world can reconnect and change for the good of us all. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. <laughs>